Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to Courtney Jackson of the Emmy Award-winning Steve Harvey Show. Courtney has been the show's integration and trade-out producer, which means she's responsible for all brand partnerships on the show since its premiere back in 2012. And she's handled hundreds of brand integrations, resulting in millions of dollars of brand partnership deals. Today, we're going to talk about how brands can best partner with the talk show. We'll learn what's worked from Courtney's experience, what maybe could be avoided, and where people are missing the mark. Courtney, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and on this podcast with you. I am so happy to have you here as well because for our listeners who don't know, I love working with Courtney. She is fantastic. Um, we've worked together yeah, for years. Yeah. And she is uh, really a go-getter and knows how to protect brands on shows, which is really nice because when you're working with someone on a talk show, to have you actually have someone on your brand side and who understands brand messaging points and the talking points that are needed and how to really visualize and get a story across. It doesn't always happen on every show. And she's really good at that. So what I'd like to do, Courtney, is have you start off and tell all of our listeners today a little bit about your background and what got you to where you are sitting here on our podcast. Okay. Well, I honestly think that for my entire life, I have been training for this position and for this branded entertainment world. Um, since I was very little, I have a dad who's in sales and I have a mother who had dinner parties every week and is that outgoing one, not afraid to talk to anyone. Like literally we'd be like, no mom, no, 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 no. But it has all rubbed off on me in all the good ways. And, you know, how I got into this is I kind of fell into it. I moved to Chicago. I was in, you know, a, a tough place in my life. I started my career off in fashion PR. And I quickly learned that I um, wasn't going to make a lot of money there. And also, I didn't have the money to buy all the cool clothes that I felt like I needed to wear. So I was like, let's not do this. Let's go into sales. Because as my dad said, there are two professions in this world. You can either be a doctor or you can be in sales. And I said, well, I am not going to school for that long. So I'm going to be in sales. So I um, worked at a magazine for a while selling ads. And when I moved to Chicago, I had started off as the assistant to one of the executive producers on The Rosie Show. And honestly, I had no idea what I wanted to do in TV. I didn't even know that that was something I wanted to do. And I just knew that whatever I was going to do next, I was going to work my ass off and be good at every small detail there was. 
So if my boss needed coffee, I would get her coffee in two seconds. I knew exactly what she wanted in her coffee. I knew what she wanted to eat before she even knew she wanted to eat it. And I got really good at that. Then as, you know, as an assistant, you get the opportunity to really see all the different departments in a TV show. So as I'm looking around, I saw that there was an integration producer. And this integration producer worked with such cool brands, General Mills, um, Sony, and I mean, huge brands. And she had all this cool product in her office. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to get all the cool shit. So I was thinking up one night of how I could ask my boss if I could maybe help out, you know, her a little bit and, you know, the integration producer, if I could help her. And the next day, my boss calls me into her office and she was like, hey, Courtney. And I was like, yes. She was like, you know, I know that you have like a marketing and sales background and the integration producer needs some help. Would you be willing to help her? And I was like, shut up. You have no idea I was going to come into you today. And I was going to ask you if I could help her. And yes, 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 yes. And so, um, so that's how it started. Two months later, I got promoted to integration coordinator. And um, unfortunately, that show finished really quickly. And, but luckily, this Harvey show came to town in Chicago. And I started off there as the um, integration associate producer. And I worked my way up ever since. So that's how I got into this position. Awesome. And for our brands who are listening and agencies, mm-hmm. how does it all work? So I know, I know that when we're representing a brand, you know, we dial you up and we say, hey, Courtney, we were thinking that brand XYZ would be perfect. Let's explore, let's talk, let's go a little bit deeper into this. But from the production side, when you either have a brand come to you or you've gone out and you've sourced and found a brand for the show because if it's a storyline that you have, how does that side on the production work? Like, how do you go through your approvals? How do you all decide if a brand's the right fit? And how do you, you know, stair-step it to work with the brand? Great question. So, you know, to start it off, a lot of people will assume when you work with a major celebrity like Steve Harvey, that you have a ton of money. But that is just not the case. Um, the shows are broke for the most part, and we need a position like me to offset those costs, right? So from the trade-out perspective, we will often um, work with brands, like you said, that fit the story. So how it works is a we have about six producing teams who each produce a show each week, and they will come to me with a particular story and I'll take a look at it and read through it and I'll say, okay, you know what? I think here in particular, this couple really needs a vacation. They've been giving back to everybody else. They take care of their 10 kids, let's just say. And you know, they have never they don't ever go on vacation by themselves. So I'll reach out to a company like Sandals Resorts and I'll say, hey, can we do um, a vacation, let's say four nights, five days, airfare included, that's very important because again, shows are broke, we need, <laughs> we need the airfare partnership. 
And here's the exposure that I can offer you in exchange. So, um, you know, after that point is, I usually will take this um, and bring it to my executive producers and I'll say, okay, Sandals wants to be involved in this. Um, here's what they're willing to give and here's the property. And they'll say yay or nay. So if they say yes, then it's a go. But if they say no, then it's back to the drawing board. You know, different executive producers are, you know, everybody's different, right? Some are like, no, I want something way bigger. Let's have first class everything. And, you know, I want, it, I want to make sure that they're in the penthouse suite. And so that's when I would just go back to the brand and see what we can do there. If they don't work, then I call on somebody else that may. So if that, if you, if you have that happen with a producer and let's say Sandals is like, oh, but you know, okay, it didn't work for this show. Would you then pitch Sandals to one of the other five remaining producers on another show segment with, or would you basically say, nope, it's not going to work? So I would say, so it's not going to work for this time. However, if I can keep this in my back pocket, I'll let you know when the next opportunity becomes available and um, then we can we can work on the next opportunity because that happens all the time, you know, where, you know, we may, um, you know, the producer's like, actually, we don't need a giveaway for this. So, so let's just kill this one. And, you know, how it work after that is I'll let, you know, different producers know I have this great trip, but usually what it's, it, it typically that how it's like is they come to me and say, what do you have in your back pocket? And, you know, as if you're a seasoned producer and you have these great relationships, chances are that I do have quite a bit in my back pocket or I know who to call on who would, who would be able to help with a particular giveaway. Right. But that's how it would work. I would just keep that brand in mind for the next opportunity that becomes available. Okay. And then if a brand comes knocking on your door, you know, either through an agency like ours or brand direct, and they say, hey, we have this idea. How do you go and approach that? So it depends on who the brand is, right? So let's say it's a company that let's, let's do like a, a whitening company because that's getting really, that at home whitening is getting really big, right? They come to me and they say, we really want to be on Steve Harvey. Um, you know, here's what we would like to do. And I'll say, okay, this looks more like a paid integration. Do you have a budget? And, you know, I feel like that's something that everybody goes, has to go back to their boss or their, you know, um, advertising agency to see if they actually do have a budget. And if they do, they come back to me and say, okay, we have a budget. And I say, here's our fee. Here's the exposure you would get with that um, integration. And let me go pitch it to my executive producers. So that's when I would go take this to our show EPs and say, okay, we have this company who would love to work with us. They're willing to pay for an integration. Here's the fee that we agreed upon. Here's the exposure. Um, they'd like to air sometime in late January, let's say. And, you know, the EPs will say, okay, we can do this day or this day. And we come up with like two to three possible air dates that I would bring back to the, the brand and say, here's what we can do. And then we'll decide on a date that we can do it. If it's a trade out, right? If it's a company that doesn't have the dollars, they're just starting up 
or you know they really have some great product they want to give away and just a note to the brands and agencies out there every show is going to want the coolest product if you don't have a budget to give away you need to come to the table with a great product right because that will turn heads you know, everybody wants the Beats by Dre. Everybody wants the KitchenAid. Everybody wants a TV. So know that if you're coming to the table and you're asking me for a trade, it, you can't do like a bundle deal of soaps and, you know, throw in a whitening tooth. It can't be all these different brands. It has to be a value of $100 or more because, again, this is an exchange of, of product for our services, for the exposure on our show. And you know, what's really great to help you decide how what that value is, is by asking the integration producer, what is the media value for a 30 second slot on your show? So if I were to buy advertising for 30 seconds, what is that? And so for me, I would say that's $35,000 for 30 seconds on our show. So we need to have a trade value that equals that. If it doesn't equal that, let's say it's, you know, with the audience giveaway, we have 215 people in our audience and it comes out to 25,000, but it's a really cool product. Let's say it's like a Philips Sonicare toothbrush and it's $115 value. We're going to do it because it's a great brand that we know that the audience is going to be like, yeah, like they love, they go nuts over a toothbrush. So, um, so really, I think my biggest tip there is come to the table with something that you know people are going to love. If that audience, you know, if it's a brand that's, that is, you know, if it's not as cool, right? Like, let's say it's just, let's say it's a, and it's a lower end value of product. Um, let's just put together charcoal toothpaste, for example, we would say that doesn't work for an audience giveaway, but if, you know, we have other opportunities, let's say we need a big check for something, which Stacey and I worked on something like this with a great brand of hers, you know, toothpaste is probably about 10 bucks, you know, that's probably high, right? It's probably like 10, it's yeah, maybe like eight ninety nine. That's, um, you know, that's not enough for us to give away. However, let's say we have a story that really needs money to it. We have a very deserving person who has done X, Y, and Z, and, you know, we want to give them some cash. We would say, I would then go to Stacy and be like, hey, I have this opportunity. You know, we're looking for $5,000 in exchange for the following exposure. And that's a really great way for brands to come to the table. If you can't afford to do an audience giveaway, what can you afford? Because the real, the, here's a really great insider tip. Talk shows in particular always want to do a money giveaway. They always are going to want to do it. So if you came to the table and you picked up the phone and you called me and said, hey, Courtney, we have $10,000 where we would love exposure on your show. We're willing to give that to you in exchange for exposure. So if you have two opportunities that you want to give to a nonprofit, you know, we'd love to work with you then. If you come to the table with dollars and you come to the table with something that you know that production is going to need, chances are you're going to be able to get your brand on that show. So it's a really good inside tip of like, come to the table with something that's, that you know is really going to turn heads.
And that is an excellent, excellent tip. And just so our listeners know, you know, Courtney had mentioned, you know, a value minimum of $100 and some of your ears may have perked up. She does mean for every single person in that audience. So like Steve has over 200 people on the show and Ellen has over 400 people on the show. Some talk shows have 100, 150. It's all over the place, really. And so you're looking at, having to do an audience gift for everyone in the studio audience. And then sometimes for people at home too, for a select number so that you can do an right. online giveaway. And that's a fantastic way to go because you, you get want, some digital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it allows the show to actually be able to do like a social media post sometimes or direct link out from their website. Mm-hmm. So it adds on a, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, here's another thing I get, quite a few brands that are like, well, we can give to a couple people in the audience. Yeah. It's never going to work because like, think about this from a creative standpoint. I feel like everybody I work with is very creative. You're in this, you're in, in this industry for a reason because you have a creative mind. Think about the reaction of people, right? If you're giving to one person in the audience, it's going to kind of be a ripple. It's going to be like a, oh, you know, if you're like, okay, we're going to give away one product. Everybody's like, oh, that's, I mean, what are the chances? There's 200 of us. What, you know, how am I going to make it? So just know that, you know, from a show standpoint, our goal is to make that audience go buck wild. We want them crying, screaming out of their seats. So what can you offer that will, you know, provoke that type of reaction that we're really looking for? So come to the table with something cool, because if you can't do an audience giveaway, then what can you do for one single person that's big enough that they themselves, if they're on set and they're, you know, telling their story are going to cry because the goal in life for a production is we want to see tears. And it's very sad to say, but we do. We want to see people cry because happy we tears. Love- you want to yeah. see the happy tears. Happy tears tears because we love seeing that emotion because chances are if somebody's crying everybody at home is probably crying too yeah right because they are invested in that content they're invested in that story and they want to see them succeed so um think about how you can really be the hero in a show because that really is what you're doing when you come to the table with $5,000, $10,000 to us, it's not much, but to somebody who has, doesn't have a lot of money and gives all of their time and energy to everyone else, that is going to change their life. And that is a story that you can use to, for the best PR after the show. And, you know, kind of brings me into when you are doing these types of trades on a show or an integration on a show you know, the show can only do so much for you, right? We can only give you so much exposure. After that, it's up to the brand and the agency to really fly with it and give it wings and use that for your good PR. So if you are, you know, lucky to be involved in a story that is, you know, emotional and powerful and impactful, use that to your best advantage so that your brand can look like this hero because that's what you are. You're a hero when you're donating to these stories that really need it. And I mean, really need it. They, you're changing lives. And that's something that everybody wants to be a part of. And that's when 
you have just made advertising a integration, a branded moment that, you know, somebody at home is not looking at this as like, oh man, I'm watching another Cheerios commercial. They're like, oh my God, Cheerios did that for that, for that guest. Wow. I'm going to go out and buy some Cheerios. You know, that's, that's the goal. You want to make that organic and, and beautiful placement so that you're changing lives. Yeah. And you really do. I mean, I will say from our side of it, when we do partnerships and we build an integration and we do this big audience giveaway and we get the messaging, we're like, Oh, run. This is great. Right. Awesome moment of brand integration. But when we do something that actually helps someone and then if the production's good, they craft an awesome story, like a backstory to it. They inflate it. They build it out. They tease it along. And they and want to. They yeah. want to make that big. They want to make that huge moment. So, yeah. And then you get that wham moment, and you are just like, oh, my God, I You're did not. this. It's like I a was, drug. It, it is. It's like a drug. Yeah. Like, I have so many brands who I have – you know, turned into like addicts because they have, they, let's say they never did TV before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they do something with us and they're like, Oh my gosh, yeah. that was incredible. Yeah. When can we do this again? And I'll tell you, like, if you are, you know, somebody that's, you know, willing to do more and wants to do more, you're going to build a really great relationship with that producer. And think of somebody in a producing position, an integration producer as your new best friend, because that person is a product of you. They are representing you as a brand. And the better that, you know, you guys work together, the more that that integration producer is going to want to go above and beyond for you. Like, I know for me that the brands that are like, you know, I'm calling Stacy last minute. I'm like, Stacy, I need something by tomorrow. I have, I need $5,000. What do you got? And she's like, let me, let me, you know, ask some brands. I have some in mind. Let me get, let me call them. I'll get back to you. So she'll call the brands and she'll be like, okay, I have somebody interested. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And you know, chances are I'll probably throw in something that wasn't in that exposure because we need it. If we need it and you're so easy to work with and you're like, I got you. Let me just make a few phone calls. I'll call you back. I want to reward that. So think of that integration producer as your best friend, because if you go above and beyond for them, they're going to go way above and beyond for you. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's really, it's making those magic moments happen on TV. And that's one of the places that that a hundred percent occurs. Just the best. So in the history of all these years that you've worked on Steve Harvey and then before that don't with age Rosie, me. Don't age me. <laughs> you're super young. Don't worry. You got years before you're aged. Don't worry, I'm 40. Never you're just, you're just experienced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what are some of the favorite brand deals you've done that you think that they just really did a great job with it. The show did a great job with it. And there's just, you remember it as being, this was great stuff. Yes. I have quite a lot of them. I'm um, shocked. Totally I know, shocked. Right? I, one that I just did, um, which was one of our last shows that we taped was with this company, Hagger, Hagger, Hagger Clothing Co. They do the um the famous golden jackets for the hall of famers in the uh in the gosh i'm terrible at sports in the help me and uh 
basketball. What NBA. They are doing wow. NBA. Yes. Okay. <laughs> In the NBA and um, for the NFL, they do those great yellow jackets, right? Okay. So okay. Hager came up with this brilliant idea last year. They wanted to nominate the Hager Hall of Fame for dad. Right. So they did a um, really great promotion where they, you know, searched around America for the best um, dad out there and families submitted their um, their dad and why they're great. And so she um, sent me a, a note one day and I was reading over what this was and I was it really resonated with me because I'm like, this is Steve Harvey in a nutshell. Like Steve loves to represent great people doing extraordinary things, especially fathers, because he, he mentors a lot of kids who don't have dads, right? So those dads out there that are doing, going above and beyond, and not just a great father to their birth children, but great fathers to their football teams and their soccer teams and their, you know, their principal. So I, you know, said, why don't we do a two-part integration where, you know, at first we start off with a introduction of our partnership and we tell the world that, you know, Steve Harvey's teaming up with Hagger Clothing Co. looking for the, the Hall of Fame of dads, right? And, um, you know, we did call the action to submit your father. We showed who the winner was last time. And we said at the, um, in, in June, we're going to bring back the top three dads and we are going to pick the Hagger Hall of Fame famer for the dads, right? So um, we did just that. And there were incredible stories. Hagger had said, we had them all submit their stories to Hagger. And Hagger said it was the best submission of stories that they got, that they have received. They said that, you know, people, these dads, it was so hard to choose who they were going to, who they were going to go with. And they wanted to pick one dad per state. So um, they picked three dads and we flew them in with their families. And we had um, a Hall of Famer there as well and Terrell oh gosh now I'm gonna forget his name Terrell I'm great at sports as you can tell that's okay uh, yes Hall of Famer and it was incredible and it was right up Steve's alley it was this perfect synergy and the you know the families were just crying when they were talking about their dads and the dads were just so honored to be there and you know, we ended up giving the two runner-ups um, $5,000, and then the winning dad got $10,000 and a full um, um, paid trip to the Hagger Hall of Fame for dads. And it, it's the actual Hagger Hall of Fame ceremony, and they are inducted into this just like the, um, just like the sports guys. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was really cool and moving, and it was this perfect synergy right. it wasn't this you know we weren't having steve read copy that he's like reading about a hairbrush let's say he's like yeah because that totally goes with my hair yeah. so you know it was just a perfect synergy and that was a beautiful one um another one that really spoke volumes to me was with sandals resorts actually 
we, um, we've been working with them for years and we really wanted to do something bigger. And Steve Harvey is known as the chief love officer. So what a better way to partner with a romantic resort that just exudes, you know, love and, you know, reconnecting with your partner. So we did a week of integrations in our segment called Harvey's Hundreds, where um, someone got a chance to play for $1,000, but then we surprised them because they matched their two logos. If they matched the two sandals logos, they got a special bonus prize. And that's when we opened up the caster walls and you saw Emily Kaufman, the travel mom there, and this huge, beautiful, tropical sandal set that just made you feel like you wanted to be in, in Jamaica right now. Right. And, you know, Emily talked, had a little bit of talking points. Steve had a little bit of talking points. The guest is like losing their mind because they just won this incredible $15,000 trip. It was just awesome and, and it felt good and it felt organic and that's really the goal is like how can you create a segment that is you know both fun or touching and organic at the same time so those are two great ones for me that, those are both great ones and then without revealing brand names you can talk about mm -hmm. category maybe okay where have some brands crossed the lines or pushed the bar and the segments not worked out so well because of that? So um, it's a great question. You know, I, I feel like when, when it's the hardest piece of the puzzle that's just not fitting is when you have a brand that hasn't done integrations before and they want everything. You know, they want a website on in you know to go full screen and showing how you know you type in a promo code so that people at home know how to type in the promo code and it just you don't need to do that it, it is it's very it ruins actually this segment because you just took a very great segment to a paid promotion where people at home know that this is is clearly an integration and it turns them off and you know a lot of times you know we have brands that come in and they you know want to micromanage everything and they want it their way and trust me I get it I am I know that you know because I get it because at the end of the day you need to see an ROI from this you need results so you it's why you're asking for more because you want to make sure you get the biggest bang for your buck However, know that we know that and we want you to get the biggest bang for your buck because we want you to come back. We want you to spend more money with us. We want to create a long-term relationship that works for both of us because if you're making money, we're making money. So my suggestion is trust your producers. Know that they know what they're talking about. There are some times that maybe they don't know what they're talking about and maybe your suggestion does really help and it really does move that needle. But nine times out of 10, producers know how to make an organic, if you're at a, if you're at a great show that is, you know, a, you know, a Steve Harvey and Ellen, they have hired the best of the best. They did not cheap out on a producer. They have hired the best. So know that you're going to them for a reason because what they're doing is working and you want to be a part of that. 
So trust your producers a little bit more. Work, you know, and that integration producer is going to work with you. They're going to make sure that you get your messaging in there, but they're also going to make sure that you don't overcloud your segment with all this branding that then you lose your audience because we know when people tune out and that's not what you want. You want people to stay tuned in for your segment. You don't want them to think it's a commercial because hello, that's why commercials are going away. That's why you can buy ad free on Hulu. Like it's why people want to skip forward. I don't want to watch a commercial. So in my line of work, I mean, I work with brands. My job is to make sure that you get the best promotion out of this possible but i want to make sure that it resonates with people at home that they want to then go around and buy your product so i would say that you know i get that people want to get more into their segment but you don't need to pack so much into your segment to get an roi you you can you know the more organic the better excellent advice thank you (sighs) So what are some brand missteps besides going too in your face that you've seen them make over the years? What do you mean by missteps? So, you know, a brand approaching you with, you know, besides having two well-defined points, um, but asking just the impossible, brands making assumptions, brands coming up with ideas that are just like off the wall, nutsoing crazy. You know, I would say that I don't have any particular, you know, instances that that I could call besides kind of like that website or, you know, some unnecessary lower thirds that you want in there. Um, you know, just I would say that even with things like a logo, right? A logo is so important to keep simple and not overdo it, right? Because a lot of times people want to make this crazy logo to like, you know, to really, you know, so people will, will see it and be like, oh, that's this product. But a lot of times the simpler, the better. You know, you really want to just, simplify things because people don't there's so much in everybody's face every day things are constantly moving you want to give them something to remember but that is that they can remember right so i i would just say simplify i'm looking up to see if i can find it right now but there was just a study that is coming out to be more so published later on this month but it put an emphasis on how having a verbal mention is actually just so incredibly powerful psychologically to people because you just hear it and you absorb it. And it's interesting because we actually have this conversation a lot in our office. You know, is it better to have a verbal mention and no branding? Or is it better to have branding and no verbal mention? And the study says that it's actually better to have a verbal mention. I mean, obviously the ideal is both. Right. But that is something to think about. Yes. And, and thank you for bringing that up because it actually brings me back to your question of mishaps. A lot of brands try to throw in so much language. They want a full paragraph for Steve to say, but you have to remember that when you're on 
on air, reading copy can get very long. And, you know, I have so many brands that want to throw in everything because we got this, 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 and this. And they want it to be said in their voice. But you don't, at the end of the day, you want it to be said in Steve's voice because Steve is the one selling your product. And you want people at home to know that Steve is actually endorsing this brand. So if Steve is giving a verbal mention to a brand and he starts saying things that you know he would never say, and you know, you just lost people because they're like, that's, that's, he would never say that shit. Let's be honest. So, you know, trust, again, trust your producer because I know that everybody wants to get all of their messaging in there and all of their talking points and all of the details of their business, but that's not always in the best interest of your brand because you want to make sure that people at home clearly hear what you have to offer. And sometimes it's as simple as one sentence, right? You know, it, it's, you want to make it so clear that people at home can remember it. People at home cannot remember a full paragraph. Even if they had that paragraph in front of them, they wouldn't be able to remember everything that was said in there. So I would say, you know, a lot of times, read it out loud, you know, before you send it over to producers who are going to push back because that's just the bottom line. We can't have that because you're going to want to send me 30 seconds of copy to get everything out of this opportunity. Yeah but it's not in the best interest of you or the show. And chances are you're going to lose that opportunity if you try to push for more because an executive producer is going to be like, nope, it's ruining my creative. I don't want this giveaway then. And yeah. so it's really a fine line. Read that out loud to yourself and hear yourself saying this. And if you're starting to feel yourself running out of breath, chances are you wrote something way too long. So definitely I'd say mishaps are too many brands try to put in so much copy and they want to get all of their talking points in there. But remember, you need to simplify. You need to make that really short and efficient and concise. And you want to just hit a home run. And you don't want Steve to be like, and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and, and, and then people are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tuned out. I mean, I, I just don't even know what he's saying anymore. You don't want that. You want people to remember what you what your brand messaging is. So, you know, work with your integration producer to make it organic to that host because that host is your chance at selling the most product. It's a reason why people have come back to me for the past seven years. I have had so much repeat business because Steve Harvey can sell the shit out of a brand. But if he doesn't like it, He's got, it's, it's not going to work because if it's too much and you're giving him talking points that he would never say a big word. I mean, we all saw him as universe. He can't get a lot of names right. So like simplify and make sure that your host really, it's, it's in their voice so that you have that celebrity touch on it. Because let me tell you, you are going to get a bigger bang out of your buck by going to a TV show let's say you're paying $100,000 versus going to directly to a celebrity where you're going to then have to spend millions of dollars for that paid spokes spokesmanship. So this is a great opportunity to get that celebrity endorsement without paying that very high price tag. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. And every talk show has a different voice. And, you know, if you're on the doctors or Dr. Oz, your messaging is going to be different than if you're on the real or Steve Harvey or the talk or the view, it's going to be very different. And even amongst those, they're going to be different from one another too. And when we approach it for brands, what we try to do is we bullet out what are the most important messaging points. Right. I'm like, not saying sentences, the points. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Like little talking points. What is the most important part of your brand? What do you want people to take away from this? And then you create that into a sentence or two sentences. And you also let the production know what is the priority because they're going to chop. You know they're going to chop. Yeah. So, but if you need to stay, what is the absolute, like, you have to get this out there. You want people to know that you're affordable affordable is important. Okay, great. Bold that. Let them know. Like, I need that affordable in there because I want viewers at home to know that even though it is a designer brand, it's affordable by going to our site. Yep. And so when you're sitting there and you're working on this, you're going to realize that all of this extra stuff that's copy that's in your advertising or on your website, it's kind of just filler. And so you can get it to be pretty quick to the point. And you want it to roll off the host's tongue because right. if they stumble, as Courtney was talking about, you are up a creek and the whole thing is going to get torn apart. Right. You want it just to be, you want it to be organic because you want it, you want people at home to be like, wow, like I want to be a part of that or I want to buy that now. Like, you know, the more that you can work with your producer and, and you tell them, okay, here's the things that that are essential for us how can we meet in the middle you're gonna chances are you're gonna have a kick-ass segment because that producer knows their host and you know your brand so if you can come together and create something that works for both of you you got a home run and you're gonna want to come back for more because if that host can sell it for you chances are you're gonna make great money there you go And then with add-ons, so how often do you guys plus up an add-on? So you have the in-show integration, but let's say a brand wants to do a contest overlay, like you mentioned, right? Um, And add in a digital extension or add in social media. What are the options and what have you done with brands in the past? So um, with any add-ons, chances are that the show already has an idea of the value that you're bringing to the table and what that value permits social or website wise, right? So, you know, it's something that if it's a, it really just ranges, honestly. And it's, and it's, you know, kind of like goes back to those last minute opportunities where I'm calling, you know, Stacy with my head cut off being like, you got anything for tomorrow? I need something, you know, where I'm going to be like, I'll be like, Hey, I will add on a Facebook post and an Instagram post because I know that if I give that agency or brand rep a little bit more to take back to their, their brand or their boss, that chances are they're going to be able to get a yes faster. I'd rather come to the table with exactly what we can do that can, you know, make a quick decision rather than, you know, having this negotiation. Can we do this? Can we do that? But always ask, you know, I'm in the business of asking. So, you know, I always love when people ask me too, because if you don't ask, 
you're never going to know if you could have gotten it, right? And the worst somebody can say is, no, sorry, we can't do that. Okay, you know, and then it's up to you. Do we want to do this without social media? Will it still be worth it for us? Yes, it will still do it. But you know what I'm saying? So it really, I would say ask for what you want and then, you know, come to the happy medium of what the show can do. But the more you bring to the table, the greater that package is that you're providing to someone or to a, to a show, they're going to want to include, they're going to want to make you happy. So they're going to want to include that social media a dedicated web page where that hey here's a good here's a good piece of advice if you want more copy right in your you're like okay but we can't put that all on air ask them if you can put it online because that's chances are that's where you know the show's willing to give you a bit more right because then it's not making steve read all this copy that it's just not organic to him but online we have a little bit more control so I would say like, okay, if I can't have all this on air, can we put this online? And that's where you can really get in some more talking points and then you can get that click through link to your website to drive more traffic there. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Okay. Add-ons are always a great way to negotiate getting more, right? But you have to make sure that you're giving the show something that that deserves more because a lot of the times we have brands that come to the table with something that's like eh, you know i'll give you one verbal mention for this but this doesn't warrant social media because it's just not a big enough package it just doesn't provide the same value and remember it goes back to that 30 seconds what is that media rate for that show because that's what they're basing this opportunity off of that's what they base their exposure off of right and then as far as timing of the year so you know we're often working with brands and they're like oh i can't wait to do something for you know mother's day father's day valentine's holiday halloween how far out i mean every production is different but with your schedule how far out were you all shooting these uh, segments typically when was it too late? So, um, too late was always too late. So like, I would say that like, for example, our Father's Day gift guide, you know, obviously Father's Day is not until June 12th. However, we taped our Father's Day gift guide in January. So that's, that's crazy, January. Crazy, but it happens all yeah. the time because yeah. You know, we tape a lot of evergreen shows that will air later on in the season. So I would say, just like what you, what you guys do with your budgets and putting together those budgets, make sure that you allocate, whether it's you want to do trade or you want to do a paid promotion, make sure that you allocate that at the beginning of the year, whenever you're doing your budget, set aside X amount of products, set aside X amount of dollars, mm -hmm. and it, it get in contact with your integration producer at the beginning of the season. Here are our sweet spots. We want to air, we'd love to do something in Mother's Day, Father's Day, or Christmas is a big time for us, or back to school. If it's back to school, hit them up at the end of the season prior, because then they can keep in mind for, you know, when those producers start talking about what their creative is going to be for the next season, they can keep you top of mind and be like, hey, we have this big giveaway, let's say with Crayola. Yeah. They want to do... Um, you know, a $200 gift card, Visa gift card to everybody in the audience 
um, and they want to support some back to school promotion. So let's say it's a teacher who did something extraordinary, went above and beyond. We want to give her $10,000 to her classroom, right? So think about it in advance, just like you're planning your budgets, plan your in-show opportunities as well. And make sure just to stay on top of those producers of like, hey, when are you guys taping this? When are you taping that? Because if you have that, you know, if you have that lined up, then you're going to be in good shape. I would also say prepare for the unexpected because there's a lot of times that we're going to book a last minute story that is extraordinary. It's going to move mountains. It is like above and beyond. We had this, for example, this kid who walked 16 hours to his job because his car broke down and he had to get to work. He walked 16 hours to his job. So we, what did we do? We gave him a brand new car, right? So, but that's something that, you know, a lot of times people think that producers are crazy because they're asking for this really big something for their story. So what I would say is plan for the unexpected. Have something set aside for that great opportunity that you don't want to miss. A lot of times bigger brands will be like, oh, there's too many approvals we have to get. We have to go through all this stuff. Listen, everything is possible. Everything can happen if you make it happen. So I hate hearing excuses about things because I know that if you can't do it, I'm going to go to another brand that can. And what you don't want to happen is like, shit, we could have had that opportunity. We could have had it, but we, you know, we, we thought it was too late at night and we couldn't get this approval. And then you have a boss that's like, wait, why didn't we do that? Well, that's because you missed the mark. So plan for the unexpected and make sure that you can activate something quickly. Make sure that you get, you know, approvals ahead of time because there are so many last minute opportunities that brands miss out on because there are too many approvals they have to go through. So get that approval in advance and then you'll be in good shape. Yeah. And have a little slush fund set aside too, because so many brands don't have little buckets and they miss such amazing things in our world of talk shows and product placement and integrations, because this is a last minute world that we're living in. Content is created so quickly that you just miss out. All those new shows out there. And, you know, if, and especially like if you're in the talk show realm, a lot of this is based on current events. They don't, you know, our shows that we tape in advance, like for example, Father's Day, we know Father's Day is gonna come up in June, right? But what we don't know is about the big story where this kid is walking 16 hours to work that just made national headlines that we wanna get this guy on our show now. So that's why you have to act quickly because and plan for the unexpected because there are gonna be those phenomenal moments that, you know, you can either be a part of it or you can miss that train. But as Stacey said, content is created so quickly nowadays. Think about your Netflix and Hulu. You see new shows pop up all the time. I mean, it, we are in this new world of like, we want it now. We want it right now, 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 because we're binge watching. I binge watch, so I know this. And we're like, okay, what's next? What's next, right? So you have to think in the same way that your consumer's thinking. Your consumer wants what they want now. So give them what they want now, right? 
<laughs> so what if any of our listeners want now to reach out and learn more about you or say hi? How can they do that, Courtney? Well, you can reach me um, on my, you can email me at Courtney at intofast.com. Um, and reach out to me about opportunities. Um, that's I-N-T-E-F-A-S-T.com. And, or you can follow me on social media, on Instagram. I'm at Courtney Elise, and that's A-L-I-S-E. My mom got real creative with the Elise. So at Courtney Elise, or I'm on Facebook or LinkedIn. LinkedIn so, uh, awesome. What is your LinkedIn? Uh, good question. What is my so, listeners, it will be in the show notes. We will yes. have her yes. contact information in the show notes so that you can reach out and say hi. Although you cannot reach out to her, unfortunately, to talk about Steve opportunities because this was the last season of the show. Very sad, but it's, it's life. And, but I got some exciting things in the works. So get in touch with me and I'm always here to, you know, mentor, you know, if you have to run something by me, I, you know, if you want to just pick my brain about something, I'm more than happy to do that. I have people like Stacy who I go to all the time and, you know, she's my mentor and I would love to pay it forward. So feel free to get at me and I'm happy to help. Perfect. Any last words of advice for our listeners today? You know, I would just say, have fun, get yourself on those shows because shows really, really work. And it, and the more organic you can make your integration or your trade out, the more you're going to receive great results. So get into those shows. And, you know, if you're, if you're just kind of getting your feet wet in integrations and you don't, you know, you're, you're curious about doing it more, hire Hollywood branded, let them source opportunities for you because they know what you're wanting and they have the connections to everything. So make sure you hire a Hollywood branded or whatever it is for you, but get somebody who knows integrations and knows how to work with productions because it's a, it's a language. It is a particular language and it takes a very specific person who knows how to work with a brand and a show at the same time. So make sure you have somebody that knows what they're talking about when it comes to brand entertainment. Well, thank you for that plug. Always appreciated, yeah, Courtney. My pleasure. And it was such a pleasure being on here, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Courtney, thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Marking Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. And I look forward to chatting with you on our next podcast. <laughs>